Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Vanderbilt Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. In the Music City, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Commodore and NFL veteran Ryan Seymour. Ryan, great to see you, buddy. Good to see you too, Matt. Um, today, we're uh, accompanied by two other Vanderbilt legends, Bruno Reagan, Andre Hal. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on the show, man. No, yeah, yeah. I, Call me a legend and don't put me on the 21st century team. I see you trying to butter me up, Ryan. Get out of here, dog. Listen, man, we, we got the two deepest position groups right here. We got the offensive line and we got the DBs. So, you know, it's a uh, tough mm. list to crack. Tough list. Yeah, to I crack. thought I thought Ryan and me were homies. I don't care. I, did, I never made it to NFL training camp. I should have been on that list. All right. Matt, I think Matt, Matt made the list and I just signed off on it. You, you tweaked it, my friend. You tweaked it, my friend. You, you had, are you saying Matt, are you saying I was on your list? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying Bruno was my first choice. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. No, man, man, it's, it's good stuff. Listen, I, it was, it was hard. It was hard. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Before we get into it, I want to remind you guys that we are indeed presented by BetOnline.ag, your number one choice for online sports betting. Uh, BetOnline football season is back. I mean, Vandy's back. Everyone is back now. Uh, And BetOnline is the number one place to go to do your favorite gridiron props, odds, and contests. Get the latest news on all of those and get in on online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, both of which are open now at Bet Online. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. They match your initial, uh, uh, they, they match your initial deposit on the website. So take advantage of the opening day super promo. Make a bet on the opening week of the NFL, Thursday, September 9th, between the Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager is refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start with Andre. Uh, today a little bit because yeah, you know be the star of the show today yeah <laughs> so, hope you're ready andre we got a lot of questions we, for we got you. a lot of questions for you i'm out of here I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> bruno come back bruno we, we, we still love you bruno um but andre uh so first of all you were you know you came out of you know you, you came out of port allen louisiana we have some louisiana recruits but not a ton so what drew you to vanderbilt in the first place uh, to be honest, man, I, I really don't know, man. I, I I think just 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 the environment when I when I went up there, fine when I first went up there, like I I, I fell in love with the environment. Like I fell in love with the guys, the guy, everybody was cool, like everybody like kind of shake my hand, everybody was like dapping me up. It, it, it was a fun environment, and and the guys were real cool, and the, and the coach was real cool too. Uh, the old coach, damn, I can't. I think what's his name? Bobby Johnson. Bobby Johnson. Bobby Johnson really, really, really sold me, man. He he really was talking to me. He was like really, like really touching me when he was talking to me, and he, yeah. he really made me want to come there. He, he was one of the greatest guys I've ever been in my life, and uh, 
I think he he was one of the main reasons why why I really committed there and wanted to go there. Yeah, Coach Johnson was an amazing yeah, recruiter. He was an awesome guy. I know exactly what you mean, Andre. You know, sometimes when people ask me, you know, why'd you commit to Vandy? You know, I always give them the kind of cliche, like, oh, because of the academics. But yeah. sometimes you get that. Sometimes you just kind of know, like, where the good fit right. is. And it sounds right. like when you came to Vandy, you just kind of had that feeling in your heart, like, exactly. this is where I got to be. Exactly. And obviously, there's a lot of things in Nashville that um, – you know, could persuade someone to want to come to school there. I mean, obviously Vanderbilt is an amazing city. You got the academics at Vandy, you know, there's a lot of really cool things, obviously why, uh, why we all know you went to Vandy, but that makes sense to me. Exactly. Bruno, Bruno, what made you go to Vandy? Bro, Franklin sold a dream. He sold the dream. I was part. I was a part of the, the finesse generation. Like we'd, uh, you know, you know how there's like all this overt marketing. Maybe some guru, uh, guru lifestyle culture and social media. Franklin was five years ahead of everybody else. So they got sold the dream, and I was sold, man. Dude, I'm so. We are so blessed. Obviously, the guys uh, that we have on the show today. I mean, we were so blessed that we had we got an opportunity to play with Coach Franklin. Now, Bruno, actually, did you get one year with Franklin? Nah. He, 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 him booting or leaving was the only reason I even got a spot. So he, he like took half the recruiting class with him. And then oh. Mason was like, I got fine guys. So I finally got my offer then. Man. Well, me and Andre had the, had the blessing to be able to play under coach Franklin. And man, it was, it was awesome. I got to yeah. say, and I can't wait to see, you know, obviously we had a five year stint with coach Mason. And I'm interested to see, you know, fresh, a fresh program, um, a fresh offense and defense, you know, I can't wait to see the new scheme. I can't wait to see guys, you know, how they're attacking the ball. And I can't wait to see the product for on Saturday. So, uh, you know, I know Vanderbilt fans have been waiting a long time the last five years, I think, for uh, for some change because obviously Coach Franklin left the program at the highest it's ever been. Um, Andre, I think your last season was – was it was was it Coach Franklin's last season, your last I season? I think it was Coach Franklin's last season, yeah, 2014. So, um, so we'll be really interested to see, uh, you know, what we uh, – what comes from Saturday. I know a lot of people have big expectations, but, um, but Andre, so I know Matt asked you a little bit about why, you know, what made you choose, what made you choose Vandy? Do you have, do you have a particular memory, I guess, when you were at school that, uh, that, you know, you always, I guess, what's your like fondest memory at Vandy? Was it like, was it just oh, the guys? Was it like something you did outside of football? Was it uh, was it a particular game or interception or something? Like, what's like your fondest memory at Vandy? Oh man, I think my fondest memory is when I, we played Tennessee and I had two interceptions. That that was, that was a great game. One? That, that was yeah. a really fun game. That was a real fun game. And uh, just just being with my guys, man. Like Kenny Kenny Ladd, one of my best friends. He like I'm 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 known forever. Like he he's one of my best friends ever. So oh, yeah. Carl Butler. Those, those kind of guys, those kind of guys, they, they really helped me kind of develop myself into who I am today. And uh, we, we just really helped each other, like, develop. Like, through, throughout our freshman year, we really, like, just pushed each other to, to get better. So uh, I think just, and just being with the guys, man, I think they really helped me. Like, just just, 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 just love Vanderbilt, man. Like, those guys really helped me kind of, like, develop and, and, and be a better player and, like, be a better person, too. So I really, I really appreciate oh, yeah. those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, my my closest friends are probably guys I, I met in college. You know, obviously yeah. when you – when you go to school and you, you're going through the same 5 a.m. workouts, you're going through the same training camp, you know, you're with the, with the same guys your whole four years or five years, you know, obviously those are going to be your closest friends the rest of your life. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I've got a lot of fond memories as well with, with, uh, with Carl and yeah. with Kenny. 
And uh, those are those are awesome dudes, man. Awesome yeah, dudes. Sure. sure. So so Andre, so you know, you talked about you know, you talked about Kenny. You guys had some pretty dang talented DBs during yeah, your did. time. I mean, you talked about Kenny, you had Casey, you had you a a bunch of these dudes who were all SEC all SEC D backs. What what do you think it was about either the the, the D backs you had? Was it the coaching? What made you guys be such a strong unit in general? You know what? Man, I can't really put put anything on it, but I think it's just just, just the guys itself. Like we really pushed each other. Like when I, when I came to Vanderbilt, K Casey was like the was like the man, like the guy. He really put, took me on his wing, really taught me how to do things. And uh, I think I think they really helped help all the other DBs. I, I did the same thing with Paris Head when, when he came in to 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 to, to Vanderbilt. Like I, I took him under my wing and turned 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 my gas. Like I did I did the same thing like Casey did for me. So I I just brought it back down. So that, I think that, that that's, that's what guys do at Vanderbilt. We just help each other out, help each other get better. So the leadership, it sounds like. It sounds like Vanderbilt has a, a history of leaders in the DB room. Like, yeah, you know, those guys that you mentioned, I know Casey used to look up to uh, Myron Lewis. He was yeah. the guy when, when Casey came in. And then it sounds like when Casey was a senior, you know, it looks like you were looking up to Casey and then you passed down that knowledge to guys after you. And then we got Joe Juwan. So Vanderbilt has a history of putting out really, really good DBs. And it kind of makes sense. It sounds like there's always been this kind of legacy in that DB room where guys have just looked up to the veterans for, for, for help and to basically take what they've learned, you know, apply it on the field and then pass it down to the younger guys below them. Yeah. Uh, so that's really, that's really awesome to hear that basically, you know, it sounds like the camaraderie between the DBs has, has been a really, really close one. And it, it, it has to be a lot of the reasons why there's been a lot of success in that room. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely reason. Yeah. So, um, another thing that I want to to ask about, you know, you talk about those DBs. You had some, you know, you had some pretty good linebackers also playing in front of you, um, as well. But what were, uh, I want to switch though to talking about you as a returner. Were you a returner in high school as well? Because one of my lasting impressions of you was that return against Georgia that you had yeah. when you were a sophomore. Has were you always a returner? And like in high school and stuff like that. And is that another thing that you sort of like prided yourself on as well, being able to be, you know, dynamic in the return game? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I returned kicks and punts in high school. Um, I, I was pretty good at it. Um, I, I returned, I mean, one, one game in high school, I had three touchdowns. I, I returned two, two kick returns for a touchdown. I turned one, one pro return for a touchdown. That, that's when I really start, really start thinking, like, yeah, I, I can really do this. I can really do this now. So uh, now I went to Vanity, then they, 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 they put me back there. So, uh, I returned the one against Georgia, and I, I really felt good after that. And then uh, I had a couple good returns against uh, Army, and a couple good returns against uh, uh, Wake Forest, and I had, I had a really couple good, couple good returns, and uh, I was pretty good at it. And so then, also, my my other question for you: like in practice, you went up against some pretty good receivers, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. obviously, most notably Jordan Matthews, but you yeah. had a bunch. Like Jonathan Krause was a, was a super talented receiver as well. Chris Boyd was oh, amazing. Yeah. So what did? Did that help you prep for for games by going up against those guys in practice every day? And what was it that was the toughest thing for you, you know, to cover those guys? And then following up on that, who was the toughest guy for you to cover when you play in the SEC? Oh hell yeah, man! You know Jordan Matthews, he 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 was a beast in college, man. Like he just had so much energy, man. He just, he just played with so much energy that you 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 had to match the energy. If you didn't match the energy, he he gonna boost you every time. So he he really boost 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 me up and made me better, made me a better player too. 
And John Cross too, he 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 more laid back, he more quiet, but he still had 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 a, a good a good a good personality with him too. He he really went hard too. And Chris Boy was one, one of the best too. I went I went against two, especially jump ball. Chris Boy was a beast of jump ball, so uh, you had to really go up with him. Well, yeah, but back to Jordan, man. Jordan, Jordan really, he really, he really, really made, made me a better player just just by how, the way the way he played. He he played so hard, played so tough that he made me want to be like him. So uh, just playing Jordan Magic really made me a better player, man. Uh, I, I really appreciate him for that. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan will go down as one of the top guys in, in Vanderbilt history because, like you said, Andre, he like his level of like energy that he used to bring to practice day in and day out in the weight room, in meetings, on the field. Like his excitement and energy was contagious, and like, and if you yeah. weren't be able to match his excitement, you were just going to get embarrassed. I mean, yeah. if you were having a bad day, or if you were feeling sorry for yourself, you know. Well, one, he was going to be a good teammate and try to pick you up. But two, at the same time, if you were going against him, if you were lined up, he was going to make you look pretty bad. So, exactly. yeah, I uh, we always give it really good props to Jordan and those guys. And uh, I know Chris, like you said, the jump ball. I always think Chris is a super highly underrated guy who kind of gets overlooked sometimes. But I think he was an amazing ball player who had some of the best catches in Vandy history. The one against NC State in the bowl game, his one against Tennessee. I mean, I could go on and on. He had some of the most ridiculous like OBJ catches I've ever seen in my life. But um, but no, yeah, I could definitely see again when you look at the roster of receivers that you know, within the last like 10 years and Vandy's had, maybe there is a good reason why the DB, the DB room is just as good because it sounds like that level of competition between the DBs and receivers has, has been there and will continue to put out great, uh, great, you know, products that go and be really successful in the next level in the NFL. Um, speaking of the NFL, I know obviously you spent five years with, with Houston, five seasons, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, and you're still living in Houston, you said. Yep, he was home. So, now. what was your what was your experience like in the NFL? Was there, uh, you know, how how did you adapt? Were there things at Vanderbilt that prepped you when you got to Houston? Do you think uh, you know really allowed you to have a lot of success early in your career? Yeah, I definitely think so. Like just going to Vanderbilt really taught me how to be how how to be a professional, how, how to be just professional. Like, yeah, I, hear, I, always, I always try to tell people that. I'm like, what yeah. was the first thing? that you had to kind of, you know, understand when you got to the league. And I always tell everybody, it's like, it's like learning how to be a pro. And I've always like kind of struggled, but like explain that to people. But I always hear the guys say, what's the first thing you learn when you come to the NFL? And like you just said, it's like learning how to be a pro. Like, what are some of those things that like, what do you mean by I had to learn how to be a pro? Well, at Vanderbilt, like um, just coming in Vanderbilt, like first of all, school school is tough. You know, you know, school is tough. So mm-hmm. I had to really give give my mind for like going 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 football practice and going and going to school. Like really have to have the better better manage the two manage the two. And the same thing and same thing in the NFL. Like you got to manage you got to manage your life now. Like you got you got football practice. You got and you got life too. So you got to be manage both of them. And Vanderbilt really taught me how to do that. And I think that that, that, that that's really and people aren't there and people aren't going to hold your hand either. I think that yeah. was a big thing I said is like. Exactly. You know, when you got to the NFL, you're competing against, you know, the guys in the room, you may be close to those guys, but you're competing, you're competing against those guys. And so no one's there that's going to hold your hand, really. No one's going to, like, try to help you succeed. I mean, they are. They're giving you the tools, obviously, yeah. you know, the techniques and fundamentals. But no one is really there to kind of help you further your individual career. It's exactly. there for the team, but as far as your individual career, there's not people there that are really willing to help you. And I think that was a big thing I had to learn quickly is that, like, you're going to be the one that's going to determine your own success exactly. in the NFL. 
that's going to be the person you see in the mirror, you know? Right. So I, I, I definitely can attest to that, to that statement. Yeah, exactly right. But um, yeah, time management, you know, obviously being, you know, holding personable accountability, you know, those are all big things I think uh, I know I struggled with and had to kind of grow up really quickly when I first got to, to Seattle. But who was, uh, you know, who were some of the guys that you had a good relationship when you were when you were in Houston? Did you, do you have any like really good friends that you made while you were there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, John and Joe, he, 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 I think he played 15 years in the NFL. So he, he was, he was a real old head. So he, he pretty much knew everything. And I, and I, I really got, got under, got under him real quick and really tried to learn from him because he, he was a real good guy. He was a real good player too. And, uh, like I say, real good guy, real, real, like, real, like, caring, real, like, you know, dedicated to the game. And like, I really learned, learned from him how, how to, how to, how to be a pro to learn from him and like watching him, watch him prepare for the game, watch him prepare for practice. Like, just doing stuff like that really helped me kind of develop myself too. That's all. Yeah, I'm sure it was really good to have, you know, those sort of those veteran mentors. Did you have like a welcome to the NFL moment when you were either on the field and just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here covering, you know, what whoever Megatron or, or Larry Fitzgerald or Julio or whatever it is. Did you have like one of those? Was there like a moment where like it really all of a sudden like hit you? Yes, definitely. We were playing because I, I, my, my, my first couple of games, I, I didn't play as much. I played special team all the time, so I didn't play. I didn't get on the field that much. But then we had a couple, couple DB, couple DBs go down, so I, so I had to play. So it, it was against the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, I was going against Jeremy Macklin, and he he ran, he ran a post route, and he uh, beat me, and I was like, damn. I, I was like, right, I was like, right on, I was on him the whole time. He still caught the ball. I was like, God, damn. So uh, that was one of my one of my big moments, like my my welcome, welcome to NFL moment, because I was like, man, I'm really the only guy. He still caught the ball, so uh, that that was one of my biggest NFL moments for sure. Dude, I could just I could just picture that moment. Um, but that is like that is a great painted picture, man. That's uh, that's awesome. Bruno, you gotta Bruno. Your bed's not made back there. I'm sitting here looking at you. <laughs> Dude, that all bed hasn't safe. been made. In, that bed hasn't been made in a month. <laughs> all right, I don't want to hear it. So, okay, listen. You know, you know what I'm about. All right, I don't want to hear it or get parented by you, Ryan. <laughs> oh, I'm, at, I'm in the I'm in the uh, the doghouse because. Um, you know, for people who are listening, we did a uh, a top. What was it like? The what, what did you call it, Matt? It was all twenty first century. All team. 20, all, <laughs> doesn't even know what the list is called. All century. I was thinking all century, but I, I don't know why I kept thinking all century. The all well, effectively is all century. It's just this century, right? Um, but uh, Bruno and I had some, you know, had some exchange of words before we started the show today. He's a little upset that he didn't he didn't make Matt's <laughs> list. So. I'm not saying I deserve to be on so there. Either. I'm list. just saying so I know so you. I know you guys. List. So I, <laughs> I know I you guys. So you should have just put. Yeah, me I want to get into this. I want to hear. Okay, Bruno, your opinion. I want to hear Andre's opinion. Okay, so I want. I just want to say one thing. And everyone's like, "Oh, why didn't I make the list? Why didn't I make?" Okay, my question is always, "Who are you taking off?" Right. Who are you taking off the list? Anybody. 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 Any other old lineman should okay, go. So you're, so, <laughs> especially Justin School. Justin didn't make. Justin, Justin didn't make it. No, oh, he didn't. Then this list sucks. <laughs> Justin didn't make this it. This is the worst list on the okay. planet. We didn't no, have to see when we when we made the list. There wasn't like a top ten guys. He just Matt sent me like four or five guys in each position. Some had like six. Some had like two. Like the running backs had three, or the the backfield had three, and uh, we didn't have like a top ten guys. Like certainly you would have made the top ten O line. I, that's why I saw Justin was on the Justin was yeah, on the honorable, honorable mention. mention. Yeah, 
Honorable mention. Yeah, so, but I want so okay. Let's start. We'll go back to the O line in a second. Let's start with the DBs though, because the DB has actually been the biggest controversy. Honestly, yeah, so we want to talk about. We want to talk to you about heated. this first. People were heated. People, people, <laughs> people were heated. Um, but, Matt, but like Matt's saying, who are you taking off? So okay. So here's the thing. So l- let's go over really quickly who we had. So we had we had we just had straight four DBs. We went with you know we we, we did four defensive linemen, four linebackers and four dbs and so our four defensive backs we had uh, we had casey hayward we had myron lewis we had dj moore and we had you mm-hmm. which i felt pretty good about that yeah, i felt yeah, pretty yeah. good I, about that i did too when that sent me that list i was like yeah these are these look this is perfect i don't know why we're gonna get back yeah, yeah. you know it was tough to leave off juan it was tough to leave off kenny it was yeah. tough to leave off Javon. It was tough, you know. There, there are a lot of dudes. The list goes on. Tough. The, yeah. the list goes on. But my thing is always, who are you kicking out? In your opinion, Andre, who are? And the we're top- also talking about Vanderbilt. We're not talking about what they did in the league. No, we're talking, know, about, we're talking time about time Vanderbilt, at Vanderbilt. Time at Vandy. You know, legends yeah. of Vandy, because you know some of the guys that were wanted to be on the list, you know maybe had better NFL careers or maybe didn't have as many years in at Vandy. I think Joe Juwan had three years at Vandy. Um, but really only one year as a starter. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So like when we were looking at true Vanderbilt legends, well, that's kind of like where my head was, was like, all right, who had the biggest impact? Who are the names that I remember the most? Who like out of the four that we picked, I felt confident about that four, but we had a ton of backlash, especially from uh, former DBs too. Casey was a big one. Uh, I know I had a lot of beef on Twitter. Joe Juwan was piping in there. Um, you know, it's like, I don't know. Who would you take off? What, what, Andre, what do you think or about who, Yeah, what do you think about that list? Who, who would you, you take? I, 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 I think the list is great. Like, it, it really <laughs> really put out the, the some of the best players that I ever played DB at Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah. I, I, I remember when I was getting recruited for Vanderbilt, they were talking about DJ Moore. I was like, man, who, who is this guy? Like, he played offense, too. Like, he, he's a beast. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, man, this dude is a beast. And then I, find, I, I, I finally I, I met Myron Lewis. I'm like, man, this dude is huge. He played, he played, oh, yeah. he played cornerback. What the hell? I was like, oh, 6'4". He, was, he, was, he was, was It was crazy. Then I met, I met Case. Case. Case is probably one of the best DBs I've ever met in my life. Case, Case so, he's so smooth, man. He was, he was like a real smooth guy. And he, he really likes He really, like, taught me a lot, too. And then, uh, like, it was just like, man, that's like one of the best lists ever. Uh, I, 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 I know it's hard to make too. Like, and we, like, and Andre, we liked you because of some of your big, big plays that you made in big time situations. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know your stats off the top of my head. I know you had quite a few interceptions, and I know you made some huge plays against the ball, pass breakups, things like that. And I just think that your your uh, your your tenure at Vandy was better than I think. I don't even want to throw out names because these guys are going to get heated. <laughs> but, like, some of the other guys that wanted to be on the list, I don't know. I just looked at you, and I thought that your name definitely deserved, a, you know, definitely deserved to be in that that top category. So here, here's what I he, – he, first, I'll, I will say two things. A, I've got the stats up in front of me. Okay, first of all, you played every game every single year. You played in every game every single year, and that is rare. Right, that that is absolutely right. You played in fifty games in your Vanderbilt career. That's amongst the oh. most of anyone in history, of the school. And I think and and you started for. Would you start for three years? Right, you you started. Well, as, I started for 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 two years for sure. My my third year, I kind of came in towards like the middle of the season. Yeah, 
And so you finish your career with, uh, what, uh, 133 tackles, 11 and a half tackles for a loss, six picks. Uh, and you return those picks on average for 22 yeah, yards. And that, was, that, and that was a big thing. Not just for the interceptions, but they were like, oh, you got a lot of yards on those interceptions. On top mm-hmm. of that, about 1,350 kick return yards. And obviously the big kick return touchdown against Georgia, which I remember so well, like I mentioned before. And I think for me, that's what, that, that's what, that, that's what set it sort of apart. Plus you had some all sec nods. And so obviously, you know, what you guys, like we talked about, you guys pushed yourself, you know, going up and having that great competition with the other DBs go against the other wide receivers. Is there, you know, is there anyone else that we're missing on that list or who, you know, who did you think was the best guy that you played with during your uh, time? Was it Casey? Cause you guys overlapped for a couple of years, right? Yeah, Casey was one of the best guys I played with, but uh, I think Kenny Lally should have kind of ha- got, a, got a pump up. Cause uh, oh, Kenny, he's so Kenny, close. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny was a great player, man. Kenny, Kenny made all the tackles. He did, he did everything right. He he knew, oh, yeah. defense, he knew defense like, like he knew anything. Like he knew defense like so well. And he was just like one of, one of the best leaders on the field. Like he was one of the best players on the field. So uh, I really think Kenny should have got, got, got a little nod. <laughs> was Kenny on the honorable mention, Matt? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Kenny. It was Kenny, Jawan, and Javon were, were, okay. were the honorable mentions. Yeah. So what do you like? I mean, I know you didn't necessarily cross paths with Myron or DJ. I remember DJ when I was a freshman. He was a senior when it was my freshman year. I mean, he ended up having a ridiculous game against Kentucky to take us to the bowl game to play Boston College. I mean, he his name, he was Mr. Vanderbilt when I was a, when I was a freshman and he was a senior. This guy was, like you said, he was on every part of the field. He was on offense. Yeah. He was on defense, special teams. This guy did everything. He was the face of the program. And that's why I had to, when I thought to myself, well, DJ is going to be an obvious choice for me, especially we're talking about the all century list for, you know, I was like, this guy, he, he may not have had the, like, he may not have had the tenure in, in the NFL. Like I know he's with the bears for a little bit and feel the teams, but like, he may not have a he may not have had a super long NFL career, but this guy at Mandy was unstoppable. I mean, he was the go-to guy. Uh, I just remember him being the most pumped-up dude um, when I was when I was a young guy. I was like, oh my god, this dude is a freak. I mean, he could jump. He wasn't super big, you know, not like Myron. He, he but he could freaking jump. It was unbelievable his stats, his like weight room stats. Like we kept like uh, I don't know, like during the winter time, you had like these. Like everyone competed against like bench and jump and 40 and all this stuff. I mean, his numbers were like w- so much higher than anyone else in the DB class during that time. It was, abs- it was like ridiculous how above he was anyone else that was at Vandy at that time. And uh, so I'll always remember him. And then, and then Myron Lewis, um, again, he was the freaking guy. Like when I was, I think, sophomore, he was just behind DJ. He was the Mr. Go to. Uh, he was, I mean, he, he, I don't know. I mean, he would, I just always think about him and I know he's older and a lot of people maybe not know his game as well, that, that well, but, uh, but I think he was an amazing player. So him, DJ, and then you and Casey, I don't know. Again, we got a lot of backlash, but I don't think you could take any of those guys off the list and replace them with anybody else. Casey wanted Rashad Langford on the list. Rashad Langford. Yeah. I mean, he's good too. He's good too. Um, But you talk about physical freaks, Bruno. Who's the biggest physical freak you played with? And on the team? Yeah. So if any alumni that played with me listen to this, 
they'll scoff at my answer, but then they'll understand it. It was this young guy named Darren D. Broussard, just an absolute freak of nature, never saw the field. And it was, I don't mind saying it, it was deserved. He didn't see the field. He just didn't, he never earned it. But the kid came in as a freshman. It was like benching like 400 something pounds, just a freak of nature. Then he like starved himself, lost a ton of weight, lost a ton of strength. But I'm, and I only say that because he ran, we were playing Alabama AM and we're trying to, this kid went from D line to tight end to O. I mean, we we're, they're trying to get him to learn one play. They're like, do anything. And we get him in tight end set. And we're just like, just step right and block. He was lined up to the left. I remember first ever play, he runs out and the guys on Alabama and we're like, where the, did you guys find this guy? Like he was a freak looking guy and he, like he deserves the nod. And he was a freak. He was a freak personality wise too. Dude is a freak all around. (laughs) Marion, wherever you are, I hope you're doing well. Dre, same question to you. Who's the biggest physical freak you played with and and why? (laughs) Big figure, physical freak. Uh, yeah. Probably Caleb, Caleb Azubuke. That that, oh, that dude yes. built up. That dude That's built up like, like like a goddamn machine. Yeah, Great God, bodybuilder, built man. Yeah. Yes, he he he, 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 he he I think he was like two years younger than me, but he came in like it was like, who is this guy? Like, can can he play? And it was like, man, put him on the field. Like, he need to be on the field. God damn. I have to absolutely agree with that. Caleb Azubuke was like sneaky monster like he kind of wore baggy clothes but like dude when he had when he had his freaking shirt off or when he was in shoulder pads and his arms were sticking out of his sleeves it was like holy crap dude this dude's huge he's like six three like 250 like straight muscle yeah um yeah he was a freaking freak what were there any when you got to the league were there any guys who were just like i can't believe like this guy's body looks like that uh Probably J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was, was, was a freak. He was huge, man. He was huge. He, 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 he left so much. It was crazy how, how, how much he worked. He worked out so much, and it was crazy how much he he, he had. Like, he just was in the gym all the time. So I think probably J.J. Watt for sure. JJ's, JJ's an interesting dude because, like, from afar, like, I will say that, like, his personality seems like a, like a little bit, like, fake. But then all the stories I hear about him are just like, no, that's just kind of how J.J. is. Yeah, that's kind of how he is for sure. So, all right, before we get into talking about uh, this weekend and this uh, and, and these games, oh, wait, 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 we didn't, we didn't, get, we didn't get to hear Andre's thoughts on the running back situation. Okay, this was okay. another big one. Well, um, I just have a quick ad read I have to do as well. Oh, as okay, go ahead. So, uh, we have a new sponsor here on the podcast. It is PlayActionPools.com. Uh, they've partnered with us to bring some interactive fun to our favorite sport. You'll be able to get in on the action with play act with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge which is open to everybody. Here's how it works. You're going to go in and sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We'll be choosing between 10 of the highest-profile games of the week between NFL and college. Whoever gets the most picks correct every week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. So head over to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. And if you want to host your own football-style contest, head over to PlayActionPools.com today. They've got Survivor Pick'em, as well as some cool sportsbook-style concepts called Build Your Bankroll. That's PlayActionPools.com, your home for all your office sports pools. Let's talk about those running backs. This is the other place we've been getting a lot of pushback. So you played – now, did you – now, Andre, did you – you overlapped with – 
Webb? Uh, did, did you overlap with, with Webb and with Zach Stacy? I, I did. Webb Web was young when I was there, though. He was young. So, okay. So we, so Ryan and I said we want Zach, obviously, because Zach. I mean, Zach was a. I mean, I, I think yeah, Zach is pretty yeah. clearly the best running back the program has ever seen. Sure. I, I don't think that's really going on on a limb. But then the question becomes Ralph or Keyshawn Vaughn. Oh, Bruno, what I Bruno, you got anything off that? You got anything on that? Keyshawn Vaughn was the most impressive player I've ever played with in college football. That dude was a he was a freak of nature. So if you say Zach's better, that makes that makes me raise my eyebrows. Keyshawn I, was our Keyshawn was our offense. And yeah. I loved Kyle. But Key, when Keyshawn got hurt of Florida, <laughs> just right down the drain. We were up twenty-one to three, and everyone was like, "Damn!" Did you cross paths yeah. with, with 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 Webb too, Bruno? Was he there when you were like yeah, a freshman? I was. I was there when Webb. Yeah, broke the two. I think yeah. uh, two to three years I played with Webb, but he broke. We broke the record in Neyland for him, and me and Justin carried him off. And then we had, uh, then the my last year we had Keyshawn. See, I broke the I broke the record when Zach was there, and we carried that <laughs> we carried Zach off the field. At, at which stadium? Home. Yeah, at the home that's, Yeah, that's cool. We had to, we, uh, I think it was against Auburn, maybe. We had to do it at Neyland, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Zach loved playing against Auburn because that's the school he wanted to go to, but they didn't offer him a scholarship. That's like all of our stories. None of us. <laughs> none of us. <Yeah. laughs> Dre, did you, have a, did you have a school that you wanted to go to that didn't offer you a scholarship? Did you want to go to LSU or something like that? Did you want to stay home? Uh, I, I kind of didn't want to go to LSU, but I, 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 want, I wanted to offer, though. Like, just, just having an offer would have made me feel good. But they, 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 I always wanted to go to Vanderbilt, man. Even, even from, from the beginning, like even my, my sophomore, I think I started recruiting my, my, my sophomore year, my junior year. And that's when I really want to start going there. But uh, I, I, I did want LSU offer just, 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 just to say I had LSU offer, but I, they didn't offer me. So, okay. So out of, out of the three, out of Zach, Ralph, and Keyshawn, pick two. Oh man, for sure I'm going with Zach for sure. That's my guy. And uh man. That's tough between Keyshawn and Ralph, man. Ralph, Ralph was a beast too, man. But Key Keyshawn, like, like you said, Keyshawn was the he'll he'll dig he'll oh, Some of the I mean, maybe if you didn't miss it last week, Andre, but we talked about um we talked about some of those you know, we talked about if we were in a game time situation, the game was on the line, third and one, like who are you going to go with? And I know Matt, I know Ralph had, what was it? His average per carry was like four, 4.4, 4.4. And then uh, 4. Keyshawn's 4.5. And then Keyshawn's was 6.4, 6, 6.4. And so that is a huge difference. I mean, we're talking about two, two yards, especially at running back 4.5 versus six. I mean, they did, but Ralph again. He has, he did. He's the leading rusher in Vanderbilt history. Ralph could also pass block like a mug, man. Like he was really? back there. He was an iron wall. There's a one, a funny clip I sent I, after Kansas State. I was watching film, and I just see this white mayonnaise looking Kansas linebacker try to hurdle Ralph to sack Kyle and Ralph grabs his leg, stops in midair and just like WWE slams him to the mat. And Ralph, if you go back on Ralph's Twitter, he, he posted, I think I still have the video on my phone so I can send it to you guys if you want. It was, I, that was hype. So I sent it to him. He put it on and it went viral. I was like, that was one of the most hype things. So Ralph, I mean, Ralph was like, he did everything right. I don't know if Keyshawn can pass block like that, but if you want, if you're talking about handing the ball off, you know, you already know my answer. 
So who who was okay? So uh, Andre, who was the toughest dude for you to tackle? What uh, on Vandy, and then tough? Who was the toughest dude for you to tackle on another SEC team? Okay, on Vandy, uh, pro- probably Zach for sure. Probably Zach for sure. But on on a, 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 a SEC team, uh, Todd Gurley. He, oh, he, he he was a beast in college, man. It was crazy. Yeah, Todd Gurley was Todd, Todd Gurley was a man child, like. He's like six <laughs> three, like two thirty, two thirty five, and yet could outrun everybody. He was, you know, he's another one of those guys who was an absolute physical specimen. All right, if he's the toughest guy to tackle, who's the toughest guy to cover in the SEC? Oh uh, man, let me see. For sure, Jordan Matthews. For sure, that's my boy. And uh, who else? Who was pretty good? Uh. I'm trying to think of the guys I went against. I can't really think of the guy I went against. Uh, more memorable, I guess, man. You're just too good. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't memorable. I can't, I can't uh, really remember none of the guys right now, man. Only guy I ever think about is Jordan Matthews. Uh, Bruno, who was the Bruno? Who gave you the biggest? Like, what was the, one of the toughest guys you went up against during your stint at, at Vandy? Probably Caleb Brantley, and that's a name that sort of died fast because he was projected to be first, second round guy, but um. He, you know, he got in some legal trouble and it dropped him all the way to the six and he was out before you know it. But mm-hmm. I was young in my career and he gave me, he was like the first guy where I was like, wow, this guy is, you know, this guy is insane. And after that, I would play against insane guys, but I think it was a mix of different things where I was getting better and they were also playing Vandy. So they didn't try as hard. Like the Montrevious Adams, you know, didn't impress me, but I'm sure if it was the SEC championship effort, my, he, he was one of those guys who, Effort, effort, not all the time, you know, and there were a lot of them were like that. Honestly, they were up by 30 points and they were just like Terry Beckner. They'd be up by like 30 points and just be cruising or whatever. So um, I'd probably say Caleb Brantley for sure. Interesting. Ryan, what about you, Ryan? I, I, I'm curious as to what about you? Like who, who could you not block? This is a name y'all probably didn't think I was going to throw out there because I, this is not even a net. This wasn't even an SEC oh, guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me try and guess it. Let me try and guess it real quick. Who did you guys play? Who did you guys play? What is Cincinnati? This is. Oh, my... I knew. Is it the note? No, it it's not Derek, the Derek Wolf. Okay. Okay. Um, Derek Wolf played. He's had a long NFL career with Denver. And then also, uh, God, I forget who he was with Denver. But uh, God, he's been in the league like almost 10 years now, probably, probably over 10 years. Cause he was, he came out a year before me, if he's still playing, um, man, this guy, I had totally underrated, you know, underrated this guy going into yeah. the game. I'm like, man, we're playing sec ball. This is my junior year. We're going against the toughest competition weekend, week out. We played Bama that year. I was going up against Jesse Williams. Like, I don't know who this Derek Wolf guy is, but he's not going to be that big of a problem. <laughs> Let me <laughs> He brought his A game because let me tell you something. He it was first round draft pick. I had no idea. I was like, (laughs) I don't even know who this guy is. You know, not giving any credit to any guys outside of the SEC, dude. This guy was like six five, like two hundred, like eighty five pounds, and he was all muscle. Every single play would lock me out, read read the running back, and shed me. I could do nothing. I could do nothing the whole time. Larry Smith was in a quarterback. I was like, dude, it's going to be a long, long game. <laughs> long, I've never long. heard of anybody told their quarterback, you're in for it. No, I can't do anything. I thought, 
It was unbelievable, man. It was yeah. unbelievable to push back this guy. I mean, he just was in a four-point stance and was lining up and just going through me every single play, and there was nothing I could, there was nothing I can do. Even if I reached the guy, he was backdooring it and freaking hawking guys down for a TFL. It was like I couldn't believe how good this guy was, and I totally yeah. underrated him the whole week. We're in Memphis. We're, like, spending time with the other teams. You're doing, like – you know, you're doing all you need, all you can eat contests. You're like hanging out with the guys and stuff like done on Beale street. And I'm like talking to this dude. I'm like, I got this white guy. I'm like, I, I got this. No, <laughs> no, no. He ate my freaking lunch that day. So he, hey, he I, win the I, game? It was, it was not even close. It was not even close about he, I struggled with him the most out of anyone I've ever played in the sec by, by far. And, yeah. uh, and I don't know, Matt, like you said, Bruno, sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe like I remember playing U- USC, like Clowney. I feel like those guys weren't even trying because it was like versus Vandy and maybe like Derek Wolf, this is a bowl game and he was just giving his best efforts to your point. I feel like a lot of times we play these SEC schools and especially like the Bama's or the Georgia's or, uh, you know, at the time, like USC where it's like, I feel like I wasn't getting the guy in front of his best effort. Yeah, I mean, either that or we were just better than we thought. I don't know. I don't know. Because the names just never – like, it was – like, names that pop up. Travis – Montrevious Adams already said him. Caleb Brantley. I mean, I played against Deron Payne. Uh, Montez Sweat. Who, who else? I don't think I played against Sweat. Um, that was my first start ever was that Texas A&M game. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, um. So – from there. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I, those names pop off, and none of them really are, like – like your story, I can believe that. Only reason I was, because I think Spencer, Spencer Pulley and Jelks were talking about the story where I think Spencer was playing center before I got there, and you guys played a small, small team, like maybe UMass or something. And Spencer just came off the field. He was like, "I can't block the like." They had a two ten like nose guard, and Spencer's yeah. like, "I can't block him." <laughs> so yeah, I thought yeah. you were talking about the same guy. No, no, I know. No, I had a really good game against UMass. They run an odd front, so I was playing guard. So like, I was yeah. pretty much just helping the center. You on were game. chilling. I guess. Yeah, I was yeah. on three fours. I'm chilling because I'm literally posting the shade and with my eyes on my backer or the end. So, um, yeah, I remember UMass, but yeah, it was there was running. He was running a head up nose, and I think he was just working Spence the whole game. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, we don't have too much time. I definitely want to spend a few minutes talking about you know Bruno and, and Andre, your guys's expectations of Coach Lee and going into this new season. Obviously. Um, you know, Vanderbilt steps away from Mason at the end of last year. We've had a whole offseason with Coach Lee. Um, I've seen really, really good things. I've only been to a couple practices. Uh, I watched the spring game. I know me, you, me, Bruno, and Matt, obviously, we watched closely the offensive line. Andre, have you had a chance to follow any of Vanderbilt's DBs, or have you had a chance to follow the program, I guess, um, you know, specifically, I guess, this past year under Coach Lee? Uh, not as much as I want to. Uh, but yeah. I, I met I met Coach Lee. He came, he came to Houston. They had like a uh, like a Vanderbilt like like get together. I saw that. Yeah, yeah they had a Vanderbilt in Houston. Uh, I met Coach Lee, and uh, he seemed like a very, very good guy, very good coach, and he, he brought a lot of energy too. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, oh, really? I I I, I I I I think the guy really really would like Coach Lee. He, I feel like he a real good coach too. Like I, like he he was just like a real cool guy, man. I really appreciate him. I really appreciate meeting him. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out Saturday. I know we're playing Eastern Tennessee, and I know obviously a lot of people are expecting that to be a win, but I think we're also 
expecting his fans for Vanderbilt to leave, kind of put a stamp on Eastern Tennessee. Like this is the new, this is the new Vanderbilt. And obviously mm-hmm. we've seen the new, we've seen the new helmets, the new uniforms. Obviously we're trying to take the old brand and make it a new brand. And I think that was a really good thing. I think that was what Franklin did a really good job of was changing the culture. I know it's kind of cliche, but he was changing the culture of Vanderbilt of being a losing program to being a winning program mm-hmm. and getting the guys to believe that and buy in, you know, obviously none of us are, none of us on this podcast are in the meeting rooms with coach Lee. So we're not really exactly sure what the message is, but we've yeah. seen a little bit just from highlights on YouTube and on Twitter and things like that. And I've seen really positive things. I did watch the Vanderbilt spring game on, uh, <clears throat> on my on demand a few days ago. And I, I watched the offensive line, Bruno. I didn't see the greatest, I, did, <laughs> I didn't so, see yeah. the greatest, offensive line in Vanderbilt history when I watched that <laughs> and I know obviously you know you're, you're mixing it up you had the white and the white and uh black team and um I know you're kind of mixing some of the ones I don't know how they were doing that but uh I saw the uh the starting lineup got tweeted yesterday and I was looking I think the left guard and the center are have zero reps and ben I know- Cox, I think I think he's playing. Yeah, left guard. So left guard, Ben Cox, uh, center, Michael Warden, walk on six, about six one. If they if he was being drawn and quartered and they had the horses like pulling him, he would be six one, like at his max, like stretched out. So that's as tall as the guy gets. The hiller, he's your starting center. <laughs> yeah, I'm so- surprised he beat out Kiva Wesley. Yeah, you're telling me, man. So I went to like every single spring practice that I was allowed to go to. And um, the offensive line looked promising. I was really huge on Kivo. I was also high on Julian Hernandez. I was like, dang, these guys got potential, man. These guys got potential. But, you know, for one reason or another, we get to uh, the fall. And I've had a crazy schedule because I've had, you know, obviously I'm doing the club and the radio thing. So I was disconnected from Vanderbilt a little bit before I got back into the swing. And my editor was telling me, he was like, man, the offensive line is in trouble. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, just go watch the practice. Michael Warden starting at center. Kivo is out there practicing. And I'm like, Warden beat out Kivo, which I'm Warden's one of, you know, bias alert. His Warden's a good friend of mine. So part of me is like, and it sucks because you're a journalist. You're supposed to be like, what, whatever. It's my friend. So I'm like, I'm proud of him, especially being a walk on and beating him out. But also there's the same part of me. That's like Kivo Wesley looks like a pouncy brother. How does he get beat out? But the first, the first practice, you know, I mean, and it was right off the beginning too. So I'm allowed to report this. Um, just can't land a snap. He just can't snap the ball and step. It was, yeah, it was crazy. They were like, what? They were like, watch this. He's going to, you know, mess up snaps. He messes up snaps. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, that, you know, that's the most important thing you, you have to do is snap the ball. They can't have it. If, so Kivo's got to get over, I guess, that, that young mental block. I mean, man, if it was me, and I hate doing that to people, but if it was me, I'm snapping the football in the shower while I'm FaceTiming my girl, while I'm yeah. taking the dog out for a walk, I'm snapping the football if it means I'm going to play the game, right? So that's something Kiva's got to figure out. And go- the left guard spot has been just, you know, they've tried putting Julian there. They've tried putting Bryce Bailey in there. They've tried putting Dan Dawkins in there. I don't think I saw Ben Cox start a single time at practice, but he's going to start this week. You know, they're trying to figure yeah. it out, man. Um, 
let's talk about some of the good though. Cole Clemens, he's going to be a solid guy that gets the job done. And he's the overall leader of that unit. Tyler Steen, that's a guy where he came in and a bunch of people were like, this dude's got NFL potential. And I think he's starting to finally get over some of the mental hurdles young players have. And I think he, you know, it was, it was, a it, he was one of those guys that had trouble adjusting to the college experience and quote unquote being a pro. Cause there is a level of that in college. It's not at the NFL level. He was, you know, come on, Cole Clemens. Yeah, Cole Clemens is going to be one. I of like leaders. Cole. Yeah, uh, Cole. He, he, like, he he's got the look for the left tackle. I mean, he yeah. he's got the uh, the frame. He's got the height. Um, and he and he played uh he played a lot last year. Yeah, he's he's played a lot in his career. So he's he's going to be he's going to be the anchor and he's going to be the leader. Ashmore and Steen are going to be great. I think Steen has the highest ceiling of all the players on the team right now. But that also sucks because you know. It's Steen, like NFL wise, Steen has the highest potential. And then after that, you know, it's really, they really don't have that much, you know, talent wise. It's going to be a grinder group. But yeah, it, it feels be, like the left yeah. side of the offensive line is just going to be way better than the right side of the offensive line. Because it, like, yeah, Bra- it is. Br- Bradley Ashmore, I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, he's a little skinny, I think. He, he's a little skinny. He, he's also, he, he he's also got Ryan's to- favorite major that he's ever seen. <laughs> uh, in, Which uh, one is that? Gender and sexuality studies. Yo, I took some of those classes while they were at Vanderbilt, and they were uh, some of the most entertaining classes I ever took. I'm sure entertaining. <laughs> yeah, they were entertaining, man. They were very entertaining. I can't even lie. Cannot lie. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I watched um, <clears throat> I watched the uh, the tape on, on demand, and I saw, I saw some pretty disheartening things. I saw some good things, but I saw a lot of guys kind of burying their heads into blocks, falling off, getting shed really easy by the D-line not working up to the second level like they should. Again, that goes into burying your head in the combination blocks, not seeing where your linebacker is either coming over and having to break off of a combo block or just, you know, the running backs cutting it back and they're just being a linebacker right there when the tackle, like on a backside cutoff, could have easily picked this dude up. Little things like that, not selling the run on play action. I see guys Ooh, that's kind of, the worst. That's effort kind of taking plays off on play action. You know, again, I know it's a scrimmage. I don't really know – if we're going to see a huge difference on game day, but um, we had two false start penalties back to back early in the game down there in the red zone, which is just going to be a killer. Um, you know, a couple of bad snaps, just to look really sloppy, to be honest. Um, so that was, to, you know, that was a little concerning. Uh, I wish Andre had gotten a chance to kind of to see that game as well, so we could hear his thoughts on some of the defense. We're often considering the defense got torched. Well, I, you know, I've played football enough to the defense got the defense. I talked the defense up on our little message board the whole spring and every practice was closed except for the spring game. So I'm talking the defense. I'm like, they're playing really well. Spring game happens. They get torched for like eight touchdowns. Total yeah. Right. was taking so, them off, man. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just destroyed them. So everyone was like, Bruno doesn't know what he's talking about, which they might be right, but this is a story for another day. And now the defense looks like it's picked up their mojo again. It just felt like when Mason's defense toward the end of the tenure, it looked like they were just playing. They just didn't look like their humans were playing. There was no, you need, there's that famous Bill Belichick quote, you know, after the taunting thing got called where he's like, listen, you make a play, you need to celebrate, bring the energy. It matters. You know, that's one thing that impressed me about Lee is first of all, they don't practice without, they don't practice with music. That would kill me. I couldn't do that. I'd be thinking about, you know, 
eating or something afterwards. <laughs> they have to create their own energy. So I think that's an interesting dynamic, and it might help this defense out because I mean, defense it you don't you don't have time to scheme up a lot of stuff on defense. Just get lined up and make the dang play. That's all you know. Defense is you know a little bit more instinctual than offensive football is, and that's what these cats need. They just need to get some energy, go out there, trust their training, and try to stomp on someone's throat. Well, it, when it comes to defense, especially look at guys who don't have a ton of experience in the defensive backfield, Andre, what what are some of the things that you you are either looking for when you're looking at these guys, or what are, what are some of the pieces of advice that you would give them for these guys who are, I mean, Max Warship is back. He's got some, he, he's got some football under his belt. Gabe yeah. Judy Lally has some football under his belt, but you know, it's still a relatively unproven group. What is some, either some advice that you would give those guys, or what are you, would you, what are you going to be looking for when you watch the game? I think it's really a technique. Uh, like just back back then when I was my my, my sophomore year in college when I when I watched Casey Hayward he had, he had the best technique ever and that that made him a great player I think and uh, just having just having just having technique really really helps you on the field and I think those guys really really understand like just having having a good technique will make, will make you a better player. Do you worry about like, or maybe this wasn't ever in the back of your mind when you went out there on Sundays or Saturdays when uh. When you know it's third and long and you know your guys, you know, you're in coverage and you know, like, okay, this ball could be coming my way. Obviously, I'm like maybe like third and two or third and one, probably not, right? Yeah. Uh, but like third and long, you know it's coming your way. Is like, is getting beat like something that's in the back of your mind or that's something you kind of don't even think about? It's just, okay, I'm focusing on I'm focusing on the guy in front of me. Are you watching? Are you mirroring? Talk, talk me through a little bit about what are some of your reads? Are you reading the receiver when you get lined up? Are you just thinking about, okay, I got to be at this point because my safety's coming over? Or is it kind of a mixture of both? Like, um, what's your thought process when you get in your stance and you know, like, okay, it's third and long, it's go time? Yeah, well, I, I, I had two different processes. Like, my, my first year I played cornerback, so it's it different from safety. So, cornerback, you really focus on, 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 on the receiver. Like, you're trying to figure out his split, how far he is from the line. Like what, what, what kind of route you like? You think he's going to run? Like stuff like that. That playing cornerback, that's how stuff you think about playing cornerback. But playing safety, you really like, you really kind of like free. You be more free of playing safety because you, you like further back from the line, so you're not really like in 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 the, in the moment right at that, that, that point. So playing mm-hmm. safety really really taught me how to like to just focus on the quarterback, just see just seeing where he where he's going, like seeing where where, where his intentions are. So I think playing safety is, is way easier than playing cornerback. Playing so cornerback, you're, 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 you're more the, are you reading more of the quarterback at safety? Yeah, yeah, that, oh, definitely. That, you read more of the quarterback for sure. And, okay. and that cornerback, you, you really focus on, on on the receiver the whole time. So yeah, I think cornerback definitely way was way harder. Gotcha. Okay, cornerback was way cornerback was way harder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously you're you're not focusing on the quarterback. You're literally just not kind not of mirroring, mirroring and being in position. I know, obviously, yeah. it's kind of like basketball. You want to be either inside the guy or at a point to where if he does throw it, I can make a break on the ball. Um, Those kind of things. Um, That's good because I know us offensive linemen, we have no – idea what's going on <laughs> we don't we don't work we don't work really good in space when we yeah. when, when you create separation between the o-line and a skilled player that's dangerous for us so uh <laughs> we try to eliminate the space by getting you know close to a guy pulling him in hugging him or or trying to get a backside cut off on something but creating space is dangerous for us yeah um, so bruno i've got a, a bruno um from what you've seen who is going to be our offensive non-quarterback and MVP, and who's going to be the defensive MVP this season? If you were to take a bet going into the year, I think with combined workload, 
and put this out for me because this kid deserves recognition. If you don't mind, Chris Pierce is always the unsung hero of this offense. I was watching clips. People were tagging me in clips, boosting my ego recently about uh, some of my old plays. And if you notice in every single one of those plays, Chris Pierce is 30 yards down the field blocking. He's the reason these home runs are going. So not only did he finally break through with his receiving part of being a wide receiver, you know, he's the guy who's been putting in the maximum effort in the places where, you know, maybe you don't get recognition. You don't matter. And it's not like someone told him to do it. He just does it. I think where we might see Cam Johnson be the statistical leader on the wide receiver group. I think Chris Pierce is the leader. That's if there's a guy that isn't named Ken Seals that has to be the leader. It's a guy named Chris Pierce. I mean, this is a guy who's done it the right way. And if we had 11 Chris Pierce's on the field, we would be a dang good football team. He's also oh, huge I, for a receiver. He is massive. He, oh, he'll, I hope. I think he'll get a good shot in the NFL because he does four, those. Like, yeah. Thirty-five. What you're saying about him being the guy that shows up on tape, thirty yards, forty yards down the field, picking guys off. That is what gets you to the next level. And I had an online coach used to tell me he Absolutely. goes. He goes, when you get shown up on tape, the more when coaches are watching the film and they see your number come into the film. That is a positive thing, and that's like how you are able to sustain your time in the league or sustain your time as a starter when you're at when you're in college. But but I like what you're saying, Bruno. Like the guy that is finishing dudes 30, 40 yards down the field or is always near the ball, mm-hmm. you know, those are the type of guys that are going to make it really, really far and be successful. And uh, after hearing you say that, I, I would not have any doubt that he's going to be. Uh, look at the big plays. If, look at the big plays this season. When they have a big play, look for Chris Pierce. He'll be down the field trying to make a go. That's a really good observation, uh, and, and Ryan. I think that's a really interesting piece of advice that you you just got. You know, uh, when talking about like those little things on film. Andre, did you ever have like a coach or anything that give you any like piece of advice that really stuck with you like that? Yeah, definitely. My my coach, my sophomore, my sophomore year. And my coach my junior year, um, trying to think of the names right now. I'm kind of bad with names. But Wesley McGriff, my DB coach, my, my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And um, dang, I can't think of the other guy's name. Uh, dang. Well, those, those two DB coaches really, really put me on, really, really put me on game. They, they really taught me how, really taught me how to play the, the, the cornerback position. They really helped me, like, kind of develop into a better cornerback. So, yeah, definitely. But were there like any tricks though? Was there any like a piece of advice what like a coach told you, like if you do this, you will be successful? Like, or if you do this, you have a better chance of like extending your career in the NFL. Um just, just, just staying top down. Just, they always always talk about being top down, like never, never getting beat deep. Just always always being top down, being able to drive on the receiver and okay. being able to be, being able to stay on top. That, that's that, that's one of the things they really taught to stay on top. Okay. Was, that George, was that George Barlow? George Ballo, yeah, that's my my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> I forgot his name. George Ballo, that's my guy, man. He was like he was like more of a father figure to me too. Like he he really like taught me a lot of things too. Like just, just being just sitting just sitting in a, in a meeting room just talking to him sometimes. Just not not even about football, just about life. He he really helped me out with that too, definitely. Um, I know uh, I know, man. I know we're wrapping up here soon, but I wanted to ask Andre. Um, you was two. You've been out for two years now, right? Yeah, two years now. Yeah, you've been out for two years. What have you been up to since uh, since your time with with the uh, Texans? Yeah, well, uh, once I retired, um, I got into real estate real quick, and uh, I sold my first house. Uh, until to, to, I sold a house to one of one of the guys I I kind of know. He, he played play, he played for my Miami Dolphins. He, he bought a house in Houston. He played for the Dolphins, and uh, I, I helped him buy his house. So that that felt I, I, I felt good. 
Oh yeah. But then I, I kind I kind of just fell off from it. Like I, I didn't really do anything else. I didn't do anything else because uh, like I, real estate is, is a good thing. Like it, it was cool, but I, I I didn't really like it as much as I thought I liked it. So oh, like, yeah. I kind of I kind of backed off of it. A lot of hard work, man. People think just getting your real estate license means you're just going to be selling houses every day. Nah, but it's not like that at all. Not like that at all. But then, then I, then I, I figured out I'll, I'll go go back to school. So I, I got, I'm getting my MBA now. Uh, I, I just felt like I had, I had to, I had to do something. I, I, I was just bored, man. I, I, had, I had to do something and kind of like get my mind going again. Oh yeah. Because uh, I, I didn't, because I, I was really just sitting at home, just, just chilling basically. So I, I said, I, I need to do something. I need to kind of get. Get smarter at least. So I got back in school, trying to trying to get smarter, trying to learn stuff, and just trying to get better, trying to trying to improve myself so I can be better in life. So that, yeah. that's why I went to school, just trying to get better in life, and uh, that's what I'm doing now, just getting better in life, man. Just trying to learn as much as I can, and trying to just, just just level up, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Whenever whenever you wake up and don't have like a purpose, or whenever you don't have goals. So I know you said after you got through with real estate, you know, there was kind of like a lull there where you weren't really sure, you know, what your focus was going to be on. But obviously mm -hmm. you're in, you're you're involved in your MBA program now and going back to school. But you have a purpose. Like I know a lot of guys struggle with that when you get done playing. You spent your whole life with your eggs in one basket. You know, your, your whole focus, your whole life has been football. Exactly. And then once the game is over. Where is all that passion going? What is it, what is it going to go into next? And obviously everyone that plays the sport of football has, you know, a lot of passion and uh, just kind of focusing on that and, and figuring out what you're going to do next is always a struggle for a lot of guys. But, you know, going back to school is never a bad thing, obviously being educated and uh, and it gives you time to, to figure out what you like and what you don't like and figuring out what you don't like. Maybe real estate, you thought it was something you're going to like. It's just as important as, as knowing what you do love and, you know, things that you don't like. So that's really, really great to hear that, uh, you know, that you're back in school and, and you got a purpose again and you're kind of just figuring thing out, figuring things out as you, as you go. Yeah. Um, I know. For sure. Uh, For sure. Know, yeah. And uh, I, I don't want uh, we I never got Bruno, your defensive MVP for the year. Hmm. Davion Davis. That's what I was going to say. Davion Davis, dude's a hype machine. He would he would relentlessly piss me off if I played against him, and uh, that's why I like him. That's why I like the guy. Iron yeah. sharpens iron, man. Defensive tackle, and he's just like he's he's disruptive, man. Like, he's oh, just yeah. disruptive. Like I felt like like he just gets in the backfield at will. It feels like, and if it's not going to be him, I feel like it might be one of those linebackers, whether it's Orgy or Wusu, someone like that. So, um, but yeah, I know I know uh, we're we're running short on time here, so I want to say thank you to both. Bruno and Andre for hanging out with us today. Uh, you can find Bruno's work over at uh, VandySports.com. Where, where else can the people find you, Bruno? So, yeah, uh, if you want my Vanderbilt coverage, VandySports.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all my socials at Bruno Reagan. I'm also, I also host a radio show in Nashville Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. on the afternoon stretch on WNSR. You can download the app, listen to us there. We cover a multitude of topics, including a lot of Vanderbilt football throughout yeah, the season. Yeah, you haven't had us on yet. So uh, I texted Ryan. He's like, oh, I moved back to Georgia. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just talk, talk later. I guess I'm man. still here. I'm You're still natural. Here. You're yes. natural. Yeah, oh, cool. I, I, yeah I, I live in Bellevue, man. Like, oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, we'll work on that. 
no problem yeah yeah but uh i mean we we don't even it's one of those things where we're, you know we're trying to find ourselves doing it too because we got thrown into the position like kind of crazy. it was it was just crazy how the position opened up i mean it was you know covid so position yeah. opened up and then some things fell through and they were like you guys you guys want to do it and we were like uh yeah we were pitching for it but we're young you know didn't have a lot of experience so we were just trying to find ourselves in the first few months andre how about you where can uh where, where can people find you uh, just on Instagram, really. Uh, Jerry Howe twenty nine. Uh, just follow me on Instagram. I got you. Well, I know. Uh, I know these last few podcasts, these last few weeks, we've been trying to get profiles. I mean, Andre, we appreciate you coming on. It's going to be game week this week. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Finally, we're going to actually be able to see a product on the field. We're going to be able to do game breakdowns, position breakdowns. You know other teams that are coming up. So we're going to have a lot more to talk about as the season progresses. I know obviously these last few weeks, we've just been really, really excited to get some content out there and get everyone's kind of juices going. And uh, it was a pleasure to have you on the show today. I know obviously fans wanted to hear more about you and your story. And we really, really appreciate you coming on today. We're going to ask you to come back on maybe during the season. So we can get some film, some, some film breakdown on the DB, maybe some of the receivers that we're going up against. And, uh, yeah, man. Well, wanted to thank you so much again, and you as well, Bruno, as always, for for coming on the show, man. Yeah, yeah, Bru- yeah Ryan. Bruno's our number. One. Bruno is the guest with the most appearances. So because <laughs> uh, you guys know, I'm gonna always make it. I'm gonna always make it. <laughs> it's because we love you, Bruno. We don't have anybody. Let's just call Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like the fat chick you call back. So, oh god, yeah, I, I know, I know, Matt probably doesn't like it, but oh, dude, I love I, it. Are you kidding yeah. me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll say say stuff like that on the radio and my co-host is like, oh, we're going to get in trouble. I'm like, no, we're not. (laughs) No, we're not. No, we're not. We're good. We're good. All right, gentlemen, until next time, anchor down. Thank you down. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.